Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. I need you to explain something to me. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the NBA at the moment? All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Just for the record, I want everybody to know that Dave did not tell me any of this at all. It's just literally just said I've started recording and I'm yeah, going to talk to you. I've just, I've, just ju- I've just jumped this on him. Yeah, I am not prepared for this. Let's go. Like, all I'm hearing is that, like, the Lakers have got everybody, and... Oh, see, here's the thing. Right. They have LeBron James. That's everybody. That is everybody. That's everybody. LeBron James is <laughs> the best, is easily the best player um, in basketball right now. Hands down, best player in the world. Probably one of the greatest of all time. Mm. Legitimately one of the greatest of all time. I don't even say probably. I think he has cemented himself as the best player of all time, or one of them, if not the greatest. And he played for my team, the Cleveland Cavs. He started his career there because he's from Akron. We had the number one pick, and we picked him number one overall. He played really well for us. Then he went on TV and announced he was moving to Miami. Played for the Miami Heat, created uh, Played there for four years, won two championships, and then decided to come back to Cleveland where uh, the uh, irresistible force met the immovable object. Um when the uh, Golden State Warriors out of nowhere inexplicably became an unstoppable juggernaut of a team. Uh, Literally the same year, the first year LeBron came back to Cleveland, um, Golden State became this great team. Um, James's Cavs were sidelined with injuries. It was basically just him and uh, Matthew Delvadova, who is a like a like a bench player from Australia who mm. in the 2016 finals played so hard for a win with LeBron in the Cavs uh literally went to the hospital after the game Jesus yeah the dude plays hard so the two of them basically put the team on their back and they did everything they could to win but Golden State was better and healthy then the next year after that um LeBron's team's healthy, and the Golden State are statistically, based on their record, the greatest team in the history of basketball because they've won more games in the regular season than any team ever before. And yet, the Cavs are able to beat them in Game 7. Really awesome, exciting moment for Cleveland. Um, But then they went and signed Kevin Durant, who is another one of the upper echelon talents. I've heard of him, he must be. Yeah, so Kevin Durant goes to the Golden State Warriors, who are already a great team, basically puts the championship out of reach for LeBron, who is so good that he's able to take uh, the Cavs even without uh, Kyrie, with Kyrie Irving last year, without Kyrie Irving, who's another great player, um, to the finals. Uh, he's LeBron has gone to the finals eight years in a row, so that's impressive on somebody. He stayed in the East side of things. So the Golden State Warriors are on the West. He's been in Cleveland on the East, um, in Miami in the East. So that's where he's been his whole career. Um, 
and the East is considered a lesser um, kind of uh, I can't think of the word for it. They're the lesser conference. They are the yeah. uh, team that's not as good as the other team. So then um, something happens where um, for whatever reason, I don't understand. LeBron James loses in the finals again this year, uh, gets swept by the Warriors. Um, after, if you actually watch the movie, it's actually really upsetting because uh, they almost won game one. And they lost it because J.R. Smith made a very boneheaded mistake. Mm-hmm. And you could say that Ty Lue, their coach, also made a dumb mistake because they should have taken a timeout or something. And they ended up losing in overtime. And then there was another game that they almost won. They blew that one too. So then they get swept and LeBron, uh, his contract was up. So he decided to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, who are not good right now. They didn't make the playoffs this year. Uh, They have a very, very, very young team. Mm. There's not a lot of talent there. They're not a great team. When everyone kind of knew LeBron was leaving, I literally watched his his last game saying, this is the last game I'm going to get to see LeBron as a calf because I know he's leaving. Yeah. Um, It's how obvious it was. It really much felt like he's not going to come back after this. Even if they win, he's probably not going to come back. Um there was a lot of places that seemed likely to get him. People were talking about Boston because Boston is where Kyrie Irving went. And even though those two don't really see eye to eye right now, and they're not probably best friends, um, that team is really great. Then there's um, the 76ers in Philadelphia who are another fantastic team made up of very young players who um, they got stopped, but they could have easily made it um, even further because they have a great team there. And if you add someone like LeBron James, that's a difference maker um, on that team. Mm. Um, The Raptors, uh, LeBron swept the Raptors, but that's a really good team as well. So there's a lot of good teams in the East, but LeBron was still able to kind of get past them. And the West is considered just better in general. You have the Rockets um, who are really good. You have the um, Thunder that are really good in Oklahoma City. You have um, the Golden State Warriors, obviously. So LeBron went to the Lakers on the West. So now, for some reason that nobody really understands, there was a rumor going around that they were going to sign, that when Paul George left Indiana, that he was going to sign with the Lakers because he wanted to play for the Lakers. But he ended up going to Oklahoma City. And everyone was like, well, once his contract is up at this year, he's probably going to go to the Lakers. So if the Lakers can sign Paul George and they can get LeBron James and they can also get Kawhi Leonard, who is hurt for the Spurs and that team's doing fine. They don't really need him. They might be able to put together a pretty great team in in the Lakers with those three. Hmm. However, Paul George decides to stay with the Thunder and Kawhi Leonard gets traded to Toronto and uh, because trade fell through with the Lakers and is probably not going to end up playing for the Lakers this year. So LeBron James still went to the Lakers. So now he is on this team that they keep signing people and nobody they're signing is that good. It's just like a bunch of scrubs from all over the league. And everyone's like, what the fuck are they doing? You got LeBron James. He's the best player in the world and he wants to win championships because the one thing LeBron James needs to cement himself as one of the greatest of all times is more championships wins. Because even though he keeps going to the finals, he went to the finals eight years in a row, only won three of those. Yeah. So... He is a great player mm. who can carry a team and he wants to be considered one of the greatest of all time, but he's missing those uh, rings. And 
she went to the Lakers, which everybody thinks, oh, wait, you're going to leave Cleveland so you can go get those rings. Go to Philadelphia. Go uh, somewhere where you can win those rings. But he didn't. So now we got to ask ourselves, like, I don't understand what the Lakers are doing. Why would you sign LeBron James if you're not going to try to win? Why did LeBron James sign with you if you're not going to win? Um, it's it's very confusing. Because mm. the interesting thing for me at the moment seems to be the fact that they've got this whole kind of wage cap thing that went up and rather than taking an incremental increase over the next three years or something like that, they decided that the union in their wisdom will take it all in one go. And mm. that's great for the big guys who have the multi-million dollar deals, but it's not turned out so great for all of the promising draft picks and guys that are coming up and guys whose contracts have run to their conclusion because all of this money, it seems, is filtering towards the big players and nobody is signing these kind of like slightly higher risk players, whether it's because they have injury problems or because they're young and untested. Um, it just seems like more of the money is just going to the, the guys that can command that kind of money. Um, and like Golden State, it seems like a lot of people are going to Golden State and... There was somebody that was, I can't remember his name, but he he was expected to make a, a shit ton of money on a long-term deal. And because he's got a knee problem or he had a knee problem, he's ended up signing like a one-year deal for $3.5 million or some yeah. shit like that. And That's uh, DeMarcus Cousins, who yeah. um, he got traded to the Pelicans. The Pelicans were pretty good this year. They weren't great. They have Anthony Davis, who's really good. And when they added uh, DeMarcus Cousins, everyone's like, well, this this team's going to get a lot better. He's still like an all-star. He was in the all-star game this year, even though he was hurt. And because he was hurt, he kind of had that option to go anywhere. And a lot of people are saying, well, a big problem with this is so much of uh, the way we look at these people's legacies now is, well, like you said, LeBron James needs to get the rings. If he can be compared to Jordan, he needs to have – win six championships because that's how many Jordan won. Mm. So now there's this feeling where like Kevin Durant can't win in Oklahoma city. So he goes somewhere where he's guaranteed to win. He go he becomes the best player on a team like golden state before Kevin Durant got there was a really great team with, because they had a lot of really good players at every position that they were, um, they, they played those positions really well they worked together as a unit and they had a really great coach. So they were able to win as many games as they did because they were just a really solid unit, but nobody Steph Curry is like the star of the team, but he's not like that good of a player. Ultimately mm. he's clutch. Sometimes when he's on, he's on and he can hit insane three point shots, but he can also miss those shots and have terrible garbage games, but he's considered the star and they love him in golden state. Kevin Durant, goes to Golden State, signing, I think, for less money so he can go to Golden State because he's basically, if he all he has to do is sit on the bench and win a championship, or yeah. he can still play, he's still great, he's still in his prime, can carry that team on his own if he has to, win a championship because everybody around him is great and he's got like everything great there. But Golden State fans don't like Kevin Durant. Right. They like Steph Curry. Mm. They like Klay Thompson. They like Drew. Draymond Green. They like the other players there because that was their team before Kevin Durant came in. They don't care about Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's only there to win the championship, which now Boogie 
cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, goes to Golden State for the same reason. I'm hurt. I'm not getting a lot of options from anywhere. Golden State's offering me some money, and if I go there, I'm going to win a championship this year because that team is already really good, and I'm an all-star. Mm. So I'm adding another great piece to this team of that is already great, that is already unstoppable. And we just end up in the situation where everyone's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Golden State. I don't think LeBron would have done that because LeBron cares too much about his legacy. But if he wanted to win those rings, he could have just gone to Golden State yeah. and sat on the bench. They don't need him there. But he um, has been carrying teams that aren't great. And even now, as I'm saying, the Lakers aren't a great team. I honestly still think it's possible that LeBron drags their asses to the finals because that's what LeBron James does. Hmm. He's so good at basketball. I watched him. I went to a playoff game this year where they were like down two games. Like they were losing. They came home for their first game in the series. And LeBron James put up 16 points before literally anybody else in the game scored. Yeah. The score was 16 to zero. He scored 16 points. <laughs> the other team didn't score anything and nobody else on the Cavs scored anything. It was just him. I mean, is it possible that um, obviously basketball is, is a very different game to baseball, but I imagine that the principle could be somewhat similar. You look at the fact that the um, the, the Warriors have essentially, without a standout player, even though you mentioned Steph Curry there, even without a standout player, they've won championships upon championships. Is it possible that the Lakers are maybe looking at that and thinking, we can play a bit of money ball here, and with one major expense in getting LeBron in, we can build a unspectacular but serviceable team around him that can do enough to give him the platform to go out and win games for us? I, that That's... I think probably what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, like more kind of like the team the GM down there. And he, I believe he's the GM. Mm. Um, let me find out what his actual position is. But you you know, like the, the idea, um, and, and you can, you can bring this uh, into like a, a European sporting realm with the likes of he, Burnley, who finished, I think sixth or seventh in the premier league this year, didn't have any standout players, but just the team ethic was what got them through. You know, right. like they were well drilled. They knew what they were doing in all situations and um, they played for each other and the crowd were behind them. And I don't see why that can't translate into another sport like basketball. Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. Magic Johnson's the president of basketball operations. I think he probably has a pretty good mind for basketball. He's been around yeah. basketball for his whole life. Um, and I think that LeBron playing playing for magic. I think that's exciting for him being in LA where he's home is exciting for him, but and who knows, maybe we, maybe this Lakers team inexplicably uh, <laughs> is able to beat the warriors and get to the finals. Uh, at which point they're going to have to come up now against the East, which is way better now than they used to be. Um, so that's an issue for them too. But um, so whoever comes out of the East, I, I think has a shot this year even if the Warriors are still there. Um, but if but that's the thing. LeBron now has to go through Golden State just to get to the finals. It used to be get through the East, which is hard, but not as hard as getting through the West because you then you don't have to play the Warriors until the finals. Now he has to play the Warriors in the semifinals. Now you've got to get through this really great team before you even get to the finals to get to the championship, which is why it's like, 
So now you've got to get through an even dip, a, a really hard team just to get to a, a new batch of East people who are much better than they were before. Mm. And you struggled to get through them this time. Um, so it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It could be a money ball situation, but these players aren't um, – th- none of them are, are looked at. A lot of them are laughing stocks. And um, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Uh, no. There, there's a, a, a tweet somebody tweeted where they were like, um, some some teams are playing checkers, some teams are playing chess. The Lakers are playing the Cones of Dunshire, which is a <laughs> overly complicated, very, very stupid game that one of the characters uh, in Parks and Rec made up, which is like, it's like kind of like a role-playing uh, Settlers of Catan kind of game. It's overly complicated and really stupid. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, I don't know what they're even trying to do because logically it doesn't make any sense. And maybe it's like a money ball situation. I think you could do a money ball situation easily in the NBA. I don't think it's, uh, it's probably easier to do in the NBA than it would be with, um, the, with baseball. Mm. But, um, you know, they did try that. The same guy, the actual guy from Moneyball just tried that with the Cleveland Browns and it did not work. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, not always going to, you know, I, I you have to have special um, circumstances for it to work to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I think you need everyone to buy into it. Um, and the, you know, the, the Oakland A's definitely were a team that, you know, they had to cut their cloth accordingly. And funny, you should say it, you know, you talk about like, some of the players that the Lakers have got hold of are, are like laughing stocks. The fact that, and I, I am not a bus, uh, I'm not a baseball expert by any means. I'm basing all of this off of watching the Brad Pitt movie, but mm-hmm. he was buying players and playing them completely out of position, um, which, which is essentially the same as having a laughing stock of a player in a position. Um, but he was able to get them to play together and and to find a formula that meant that they won. And you know, I, it can be. I'm I'm just coming off of the back of like you know years with the same coach at Arsenal, and now we've got a new guy in charge, and we're all really excited to see what happens this year because of the fact that it's going to be a new coach in charge. And even though a lot of the players are going to be the same, we have this kind of optimism that actually the coaching could have been a lot better they could have been instructed to play in a way that suits them better um and you know maybe a change of coach is exactly what was needed um and mm-hmm. you know and and the opposite of changing the coach of course is is bringing a player to a new team and then he has a new coach new teammates new everything so some of these laughing stock players that have been brought in like the, the guys that just weren't cutting it elsewhere they may find, I don't think all of them will, but I think there's definitely a possibility that you could see a few players coming in who did not have a reputation at all and didn't do very well for themselves at other uh, teams. But they come in, a new coach, uh, you know, a new set of uh, of teammates. They could raise their game. They could finally find that missing piece. So I don't think it can ever be discounted, but... What you're saying about them having to beat the Warriors to get to the finals, that that is definitely something that is going to be a challenge for them. Um, the only and, thing and I would think... that's why so many people are like I, like, I don't know why LeBron 
made that decision. I think yeah. a lot of people understood why he was leaving, and a lot of people said, well, if you're going to go, go to a team where you're going to win the championship. Instead, he went somewhere where it's going to make it even harder for him to do it. I mean, not for nothing, but like the LA Lakers... As someone on the outside looking in, like the Lakers are a huge team, you know they're like that. Their name is up there with the Chicago Bulls um, and Orlando Magic in in terms of, and maybe right. that's just you because just, of the size of teams. You just named three bad basketball teams, right? Exactly, now. exactly. They're team. They're teams that used to be good, but they're not good anymore. But they so just have because that you name go value. to the, is there what's a what's a what's a team that you can think of or a club that's like used to be great ten years ago but isn't good anymore? Um, 20 years ago probably arsenal <laughs> yeah yeah well manchester united aren't exactly brilliant anymore either but that that was what i was thinking was you know that even though a club might not be or a team might not be going through the best time at the moment there's something to be said for you know when you're growing up and there's a team that is absolutely dominant and you you still kind of hold on to that belief that that team is something special they still have that mystique to you because they were the team that were doing things as you were growing up. There's going to be a whole generation of kids that grow up wanting to play for the Warriors because of what they've done, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a whole generation of kids that grow up wanting to play for Manchester City, whereas 10 years ago, Manchester City were in the second division and were doing jack shit. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's very much a, a case of what have you done for me lately in terms of like club um, identity and, and the the appeal that they can have. And maybe it's just the case that LeBron, even though he's a Cleveland boy growing up, he would have been growing up around about the time that Kobe Bryant was bringing home championships for the LA Lakers. And you know, they're, they're always going to be a team that is associated with the the good things in, in basketball in terms of winning stuff. The same as when I was growing up, it was all about the Chicago Bulls, and that's literally just because of Michael Jordan. But still, like, you know, they were a successful team. Um, and before them, the, the Boston Celtics, and, you know, before them, the Orlando Magic, and, and it goes on and on. And normally it's because there's one big player. And don't discount the fact that it might be that he looks at the LA Lakers and he thinks they're not a big team now, but I could turn them into a big team again. Maybe it's a vanity well, project from his point of view. And, and like I said, I think that they, they had that opportunity. But if I was LeBron, a lot of people are saying he did this just because his wife wanted to, like they live in LA, they just wanted to stay there. Don't discount like, that. Just take a job in there. Yeah, don't he discount that possibility. He signed a four-year contract. And like, to me, maybe you look at it as like, oh, down the line, we can be a great team. But the way I see it, LeBron James is great right now. I yeah. don't know how great he's going to be in three or four years. So if he was he's not himself. able to turn this team around, I don't know if he's going to have another chance to go anywhere else to do it. I think he would back and himself to I, do I that. don't think... To me, if you're... Um, if you want to play for the Lakers, I, I I guess that's... It's the, it's maybe a combination of he thinks he can turn it around and also they were popular when he... He wanted to be a part of this team that um, was great growing up for him. Um, he's a notorious, he's gotten better. He's a notorious front runner. Um, when he played for Cleveland before he was a Yankees fan. So he would go to Cleveland Indians games when the Yankees were playing and would wear a Yankees hat while he was playing for the Cavs. That changed <laughs> this past time when he was here, he showed up 
with the whole team. They sat in boxes. I was at a playoff game where you could look over up in the – like I was literally – I could look down into the left and see LeBron James and the rest of the Cavs watching the game and cheering along, and they were pumped, and they were cheering for Cleveland. He's uh, matured <laughs> as yeah. like a, like a person because then when he was – he was pretty young when he played for the Cavs first time around. Um, but, yeah, it's – I totally get why he would want to play for the Lakers – I just don't understand why you'd want to play for them right now when you would think more than anything else, he just wants to win. Yeah. Um, that seems to me like that should be his motivation right now. And I think everybody wanted him. When you have this like um, unstoppable team that everybody wants to see taken down, and LeBron James is the closest person to do it, but he's not getting it done, you want to see him go somewhere where he can get it done. You want to see him go to a team that's already got great players that he can add to. And now they have a shot at taking him down. Hmm. And there were several teams he could have done it at, but um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, maybe the things change. Maybe he does really great with them. I'm not really sure. We'll see. We'll see. But it's a very confusing time as someone that doesn't really know what's going on, seeing everyone going mental about this player going here, this player going there. Why is this player not getting a team? And then you read stories well, about the wage cap so, and all that kind of stuff. One of, one of the really interesting things, and this is a lot to do with the way how players are treated and stuff like that. So, again, with the Cleveland things, there, there was a whole fiasco last season where Kyrie Irving uh, ended up playing for the Cavs after LeBron left because the team was so bad they got a really great draft pick. And yeah. Kyrie Irving came in and was pretty good but not good enough to make – um, the playoffs with the Cavs. Then LeBron comes back. So now LeBron and Kyrie Irving, and they get Kevin Love. They trade their one draft pick, Wiggins, um, so that they can get Kevin Love. And now they got a team, and they're in the finals every year, and it's really great. But because they couldn't get over Golden State, um, they started talking about maybe trading Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving found out about this. And said, fuck it, just trade me. Because if you're going to trade me, just do it. I don't want to play for you guys. So they send, so Boston says, well, we've got this really great point guard here, um, Isaiah Thomas, who he's a small guy. He never, he, he kind of struggled everywhere else. But since he came to Boston, has just absolutely lit it up. And everybody in the city loves him. And he loves playing for Boston. His family lives there. They, Boston says, oh, if we can get Kyrie Irving instead of Isaiah Thomas, who's injury prone, we're going to do that. So they send Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving gets traded because he was mad at management and said, just trade me. And then the Celtics trade Isaiah Thomas, and he feels hurt and betrayed by the Celtics. Now Isaiah Thomas didn't work out on the Cavs, and now he's bumping around. He's played for like four different teams and has completely lost his edge. His career is circling the drain now, even though he was before that an absolute star in Boston and was even playing for them in the playoffs the day after his sister died. Jesus. That's how much, that is how much he cared about that team. And they just threw it away and they got rid of him. Um, it's cutthroat business. And in this situation with the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to the Lakers and instead got sent to the Raptors. And DeMar Rosen uh, got sent to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard. 
DeMar Rosen had a conversation like a week ago with the owner where the owner's like, well, this is what we're going to do in the future. This was our plans. We're working together. This is, this is what we're going to do. Next thing you know, he's fucking sent to the Spurs. This guy who had a long-term contract with them. He was one of the, he's the face of the franchise. Him and Kyle Lowry up there are two of the biggest players for the Raptors. And all of a sudden he's on his way to, to San Antonio with no explanation from his owner. And so people are pissed. People are upset. These players are getting traded away um, and are kind of, it's like, a, it's a, it's either you're a star player who's signing wherever the fuck you want. And it doesn't matter where you go and you could just collect rings like KD and Boogie, or you're getting sick. Your ass is getting sent somewhere else because somebody else thinks that they can make a move like that to try to take on this team. And it's just mm. a total shit show right now. And I feel bad yeah. for a little bit of everybody because everybody's kind of getting the short straw here, except for like very specific people. Well, it's this wage cap thing seems to be playing yeah. havoc with it as well. Like the fact that they're raising it by however much and yeah, like nobody seems to be getting any benefit from it. Um, it's almost, it, it seems like it would have been better just to take the original offer of an incremental increase over like three or four seasons or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, I am no clearer about that, but I'm a little bit clearer about the moves that have taken place in the NBA. So that's something. It's They're all still just names to me at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised if it's still the Warriors that get to the final at the end of the year. Um, mm -hmm. and I'll keep my fingers crossed for Cleveland. Yeah, don't bother. We're not going to be good this year. <laughs> it's actually really funny because again, you, we can we can sit here and talk about all like the little things, but like it, what's really interesting about the whole Cleveland thing is again, sometimes it's not the star players. Sometimes it's those the smaller players, like we were talking about, or just the coaching decisions. Um, so we had a couple of guys on the team, uh, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, who Richard Jefferson is very funny. Very charismatic, um, was is so old that he was planning on retiring after he won the championship, and then the whole crowd chanted like one more year, and he decided to come back again. And um, Channing Fry, who's uh, this very fun, optimistic guy, two of them have a podcast that they that got really popular while they were playing for the Cavs. Oh wait, and is is that the one that gets advertised every now and then on like Edge and Christian? And oh, what's oh, it I mean, it's road. It's called Road Tripping. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these two are really great. And the Channing Fry, I want to see if I can find out when he goes to Cleveland the first time um, and find this out. So I'm going to look at his Wikipedia page and, and look from there. So in 2014, no, 2000, yeah, 2000, at the beginning of the 2014 season, LeBron comes back. 2015, they get to the finals, but they lose. 2016, they win the championship, right? Mm -hmm. um, 2016, in February 2016, so a couple months before uh, the Cavs end up in the championship, um, the Cavs signed Channing Fry, or get or they traded him uh, for him. And there's this story you could read online that's all out there where apparently the whole Cleveland organization, all the players and stuff like that were very clicky. Some people only hung out with other people and, and they sometimes they didn't really talk or whatever. And when Shannon Fry showed up, he was immediately like friends with everybody. He would like he would like be starting group text with like all these 
weird people and he'd be like, well, why'd you put this guy in this group test? And he's like, well, he likes Dragon Ball Z. So these are all the Dragon Ball Z people. And like, suddenly, <laughs> like that, that's just like an example. I don't know if that's one of them. But it was like, he started, he started building bridges between all of these different players. And then suddenly they became a, like a really friendly, like everybody loved each other on this team. Yeah. Everybody stopped being clicky and it was just one big family. That's what you need. And guess what? They fucking win the championship. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, he plays with them. Yeah. The next year, they don't. They make the finals, but they don't win. And then they uh, trade him uh, and Isaiah Thompson earlier this year to um, the Lakers for Clarkson and Nance. And uh, it's one of those things where when he got traded, I think it made a big difference when Richard Jefferson got traded too and he got traded and now suddenly this team is less cohesive. And then all of those issues that they had with each other start bubbling up again. Interesting. And now of course LeBron wants to leave. And if you watch the Cavs in 2016, it is, it's like a completely different team. They're like, they were all, there's like a game when they were winning by so much in the playoffs that they were all sitting like Indian style on the floor. And they're like, eating snacks and laughing with each other. And it's like, they're such a good team and like having a great time. And then you look at it like the last year where like, it honestly looked like LeBron James about, was about to rip J.R. Smith's head off yeah. when he fucked up at the end of the game. Well, so, maybe, maybe Fry can work his magic. You never know. Yeah. They just, they just signed Fry again. The Cavs brought Fry back. So ah, he's nice. playing for them again this year. Um, so I don't know. And then like we, we signed Larry Nance's father played for, for our team and, he there's a fun story about that is Larry Nance's number was uh I believe twenty two mm-hmm. and it was retired. Um so, I think the one retire. Yeah, so his so <laughs> when they brought in Larry Nance Jr., he played as like twenty-four because twenty-three was taken and twenty-two was retired. So he picked twenty-four. But then they all talked about it and they talked to his dad and they're like, Can he play twenty-two? And they're like, Yeah my name yeah it's the same yeah it's my kid yeah he can play 22 <laughs> so now larry nance plays with the number that's retired in the rafters and it's really that's cool. cool that's um cool. so there's and he grew up in akron just like lebron did so to me it's one of those things where if the Cavs, right now i would just try to build a, like a good team around people who are local because lebron james is beloved by cleveland not because he's the best player in the world but because he's from here and that's yeah. why when he left we were so hurt and upset because it was like a family member. It mm. wasn't like mm. when Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded, nobody got mad at Kyrie Irving. He wasn't born here. He's not from here. He played here. We love him. He left. He, that's fine. When LeBron left, it was it hurt. Yeah. You know, it was it was much worse. Now it's not as bad as he won. The, like he said before he left, he was like, I'm going to win the championship for Cleveland. I'm going to be the first person does that. And then he left. <laughs> and it didn't seem like he was coming back. And it hurt a lot because you're like, you said you were going to do it. You're going to break the curse. We hadn't won in 52 years when LeBron won it. No team in Cleveland had won for 52 years. Hmm. And when you're in that bad of a slump and you've got a player as good as LeBron and he says, I'm from here. I know how much this means. I'm going to win this. And then he goes to Miami and um, (laughs) just ghosts. And you're like, you didn't even do the thing you said you were going to do. And you're from here and you left us and you announced it on television. It hurt so bad. But then when he came back, I think it really it um, 
you know, I think I, I posted when he was leaving again, I was like one of the things right after he, LeBron said he was coming back, one of the first things he did before, like, or like in the middle of that summer, he donated like basketballs and a whole bunch of equipment to my old elementary school, mm. which is like a random, just like a random elementary school in Ohio. Yeah. But like he it, just it made helps. this huge donation. And it, it's one of those things where he came back, he said he, he, he loved, he was like, you know, I'm sorry about what I said. I love you. And we were like, we're sorry about what we said. We love you. <laughs> and we made up. And it was one of those things where nobody has ill will for him now going to the Lakers. We're perplexed. We don't get it <laughs> because we wanted him to go win champions. I was like, yeah, leave. We get it. You're not winning here. Go somewhere you could win. Yeah. But he's not winning. So I don't really know. Well, I mean, he could, but uh, it doesn't seem likely. So I, I don't know. Basketball, it's fun. I, I always think that the cool thing about basketball is it's a sport uh, much like football where um you see the players faces so their personality you get to to actually watch them perform and play whereas like with american football their faces are covered the whole time with yeah. baseball they're either they're like wearing helmets that personality shines through but you're not watching them play constantly because they're like out on the field or they're batting it's more focused on specific people whereas like with baseball or basketball when somebody uh, even with the benches, you can see the benches. When somebody dunks on somebody, you see the whole bench get up and start celebrating. Um, it's a personality game. So it's really fun because when you, you during the offseason, you're hearing all these trades and stuff like that, you know the, the people's personality and you know where they're coming from. And I think that, that makes a huge difference. Hmm. Well, there you go. Thank you for explaining. Yes, I am <laughs> glad we had this guy. I was not expecting this conversation at all. I know, so right? I hope, I hope that was uh, that answered your questions. It did. It did, and hopefully, I'll understand slightly more what's going on when uh, I watch the customary one and a half games of basketball this year. Yeah, like I, I, I've gotten into basketball at this point, and it's, it's almost like nice. Like, I was so stressed during the playoffs this year with the Cavs. It's going to be nice to just, like, watch a team that I don't have any expectations for and just enjoy them playing. And mm. I don't have to watch them. I don't have to watch the Cavs play LeBron James in a meaningful way unless they make it to the finals and so does LeBron, which isn't yeah. going to happen. So it's, it's, I'm just going to enjoy it and have fun and yeah. see I, what happens. And, and that's and one of the... Hope that somebody beats Golden State because I can't fucking stand that team now. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I, I'm yeah. hoping now that the Lakers can moneyball their way to the title and I can be proven right, not knowing a single thing about it. But, um, you know, I, I think that there's something to be said. and I'm not normally a massive fan of this uh, because I, I think that sport is always more interesting and hard fought when there are real kind of true consequences for failing. Um, relegation is not a thing in basketball, which means that you can have a dismal season and still look forward to the next one. Whereas, you know, if you look at like European sports leagues, if you have a bad season you're going to end up being relegated to a lower division and that can have all kinds of repercussions. So, you know, it's interesting in a way to um, kind of get this uh, point of view of, of someone that has no expectations for their team, um, doesn't really care too much because at the end of the day, you're still going to be in, in the same conference next year. If anything, you're going to be in a better position because you get a, a couple of draft picks maybe if you do end up falling on your faces. Uh, it, it's one of those interesting things about American sport that 
when I was playing football manager as the uh, the Colorado Rapids manager, I I I kind of enjoyed it a lot because of the fact that I could basically just pick players up from the draft and there wasn't any pressure. And it also helped that I kept winning the league. You know, that that was good. That was good. But uh, mm. yeah, no, thanks for that, man. Yeah, no problem.